Thank you for sticking with the Mutual Audio Network, where imagination and relaxation blend. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Audio drama in the age of Arthur. TheTableRound.com The wood birds carol unafraid, for no man hath done them wrong, while Arthur's knights pass down the glade, and each as he rides along, wending his way by sun and shade, beguileth the hour with a song. The Immortal Legends of the Table Round Chapter 9 The Marriage of Arthur and Guinevere Flowers and banners festoon St. Stephen's Cathedral in Camelot On a glorious summer day the people of Britain rejoice for Arthur, the young king and fearless leader is being wed to the sweet Guinevere beloved of the people because of her beauty and goodness Blow under him. I mean it. I wish I could make you all barons. Ah! <laughs> it's yeah! true. Who wants yeah! to invade Iceland? For Britain, yeah! you men with me, we can do anything. <laughs> hey, I'm getting married. <laughs> I'll take a party. For Breakfast is ready, my king. Boiled lampreys, your favorite for such a big day. You're looking a bit delicate this morning. Oh, how are you so cheerful? You drank enough last night to kill a man. It might have. Griffith still hasn't woken up. Hmm. So what are your plans for the morning, Gwen? Your sister and I are going riding. But there are simply too many pavilions out there. I doubt there's an empty meadow within a day's ride of Camelot. All done with that line of rotters Lancelot left you with? Yes. It took most of the day yesterday, but I heard all of their confessions. You sound displeased, Gwen. I thought it was a very nice... gift. It was a little... overwhelming. He's an odd one, that Lancelot. 
What? All the writing wrongs and whatnot. Something fishy about it. Don't get me wrong, a good man to have in a fight. I've never seen his match, but he just tries too hard. And what is wrong with that? Alright, Art, look at me. I'm a decent fellow. If you fight me, I'll kill you. Look at me cross-eyed and I might cuff your ears. But I'm a nice bloke. I'm sure some of the kitchen boys might disagree. The point is, I don't need to try to be good. Lancelot, on the other hand, tries very, very hard. Makes a real point of it. Makes me wonder what he's hiding. Because he's so good, you assume he's bad. That doesn't make any sense, Kay. Eh, you're the king. I need to go yell at the kitchen staff. I have 50 swans to stop, and Lord knows how many pairs to candy. Before tonight, I'm the county skinning and the hypocrites need mulling. Oh, we gotta get more servants down in there. I'll see what I can do. Where is Lancelot? I thought he'd be by your side. We've hardly seen him lately. <laughs> He'll be off sleeping under a tree somewhere. You know he doesn't like the noise and bustle of the court. I can't believe my brother doesn't care for Lance. Well, he has quite a lot to take in. Oh, not you too, Gwen. Honestly, Arthur, all his constant talk of perfection and questing and ideals, he comes off a little... full of himself. Really, full of himself? You don't see it because you love him. And I love you for that. In all the world... The only people who don't love Lancelot are the two closest to me. He's the knight of most worship in all the land. He crossed from Brittany looking to serve me. Oh. Did he walk across the channel? He's your champion, Gwen. The finest warrior I have, the commander of my armies. Try to love him as I love him. I will. I do. Lady Enid, can I bother you for a moment? Come over here. Yes, Your Highness. What are your thoughts on Sir Lancelot? Oh, I think he's just wonderful, as if all the ideals of your reign were embodied in one man. And he's pleasing to the eyes as well. Lady Guinevere is not so sure. Arthur! Well, my lady, perhaps those who are great see each other differently than those of us who are not great looking up at them. I think she's teasing you, Guinevere. Never, Your Highness. I don't disagree. He is a fine knight. And those legs of his... He'll make some woman a fine husband. Or lover. Enid! Good gracious. <laughs> Forgive me, my lady. Lord of God Almighty, grant me strength. My torment is unending. I see her when I close my eyes. I see her when I sleep. I see her when I stare into the sun. I am guilty of envy, and my weakness is overwhelming. Je vous salue, Marie, pleine de grâce. Le Seigneur est avec vous. Vous êtes parmi entre toutes les femmes, et Jésus, le fruit de vos entrailles, est béni. Sainte Marie, Mère de Dieu. Ah, good day, my king. All is prepared here in the great hall for the wedding feast. My goodness, that is a big round table. 
Indeed. Do you suppose we'll ever get enough knights to fill it? I suspect the problem will largely be in the picking and the choosing. Already knights are talking of vying for a spot at your table. It will be the great honor of the land. Imagine it. One hundred and fifty knights. The finest of all knighthood joined in fellowship. Well, not quite one hundred fifty. What do you mean? I have a gift for you. Oh, boy. Come with me around the table. This really is a big table. Behold this seat, crafted of eldritch powers of the purest silver, engraved with holy symbols. It is a marvelous chair. I'll have to have it moved. The king sits by the... Stop! Art, do not sit there. That seat is not for you. Oh. The knight destined to sit there will know it is his place. I see. And if the wrong knight sits there? Doom. Doom? Of some sort. A pillar of fire. Or the earth might swallow them up, or something similar, maybe. You're not sure? That's not how these things work, Arthur. We deal here with power and mystery forged of destiny and divine powers. Wait. Let me make sure I understand this. Once, as a gift, for my great-uncle, you created Stonehenge. Yes. And I get a chair. Yes. One that I'm not allowed to sit in. Yes. That just might kill me if I did sit in it. Yes. All right, then. I'll have Kay throw a cloth or something over it. Wouldn't want any of the guests getting swallowed by the earth. Morgan, please. If you put one more flower in my hair, they won't be able to fit the crown on. Oh, we can do a few more. It's a small crown, and you have so much beautiful hair. Thank you. I know it's like a bramble bush, but it's nice of you to say. Just another bluebell or two, to go with your dress. It's quite a dress. I know. Those sleeves go on forever. I've never seen so much blue cloth. It's dyed and woad. King Lot persuaded the Picts to send it in tribute. Yes, he can be most persuasive with an axe. But the dress really sets off the gray in your eyes. You're a vision. As long as it pleases the king. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass you, but you are... Prepared for the wedding night between a man and a woman. We've not all trained to be physicians, but yes, I do know what happens. You'd be surprised. Some noble women don't. Forgive me. I cannot be vexed with you. You're my family now, 
and Arthur and I feel so blessed. Oh, I've never had a sister before. Me neither. Wait, what about Queen Anna Morgaus? Oh, her. If you knew her, you'd know why she doesn't count. Of course. There, all done. Take a look at yourself in the glass. Oh my. Morgan, you have worked your magic on me. Look at that woman, Guinevere, the future queen of the Britons. Honestly, the last time I was this nervous, there was a sword stuck in a rock. At a moment like this, I wish your real father were here. Uther was a great man. We fought many a battle together. In all those years, the only time I ever saw fear in his eyes was the day he asked me to take care of you. I've done my best. By my honor, I have. But I do wish Uther were here. He could impart some advice or wisdom. I have nothing worthy of this occasion. Sir Ector, for this moment I am not your king. She is not your queen. This is not the Grand Cathedral of Camelot. Pretend we're back at Old Castle Savage, and I'm marrying Alice the Milkmaid in our leaky little chapel. Remember Alice? <laughs> With the freckles. Oh, you liked her. <laughs> yes, I did. What would you tell me then? A man has to be strong in this world. Your wife is the one person who can know when you're not strong. Truly cherish that. That's all I have to say. Thank you, Father. Virtuous and noble a woman truly enriches this realm. Does she, Sir Balin? Therefore, if any man can show any just cause why they may not be joined together by God's law or the laws of the realm, let him now speak, or else hereafter hold his peace. This is my favorite part. Shut up, Kay. I charge you both, as ye will answer at the dreadful day of judgment that if either of you know any impediment why ye may not be joined in matrimony, that ye confess it. Arthur Pendragon, son of Uther, sovereign high king of Logris, imperator and Caesar of Britain, Dux Bellorum and Ledig chief of all the tribes, wilt thou have this woman to be thy wedded wife, to live together in the holy estate of matrimony? I will. 
What are you doing after the service? Please, Sir Tristan, shh. Guinevere of Cameliard, wilt thou have this man to be thy husband? Wilt thou obey him and serve him? Honor and keep him, forsaking all other. Keep thee only unto him, so long as ye both shall live. I will. Guinevere, place your hand in Arthur's hand. Let me fasten your hands together with this ribbon. Lancelot, what is the matter? You look stricken. No, Sir Grimoire. I'm fine. I, Guinevere, take Arthur to be my wedded husband, to have and to hold from this day forward, to be bonny and buxom at bed and at board, till death do us part, as light to the eye, as bread to the hungry, as joy to the heart, and thereunto I plight thee my troth. Now loose your hands, and Arthur, give unto Guinevere your ring. With this ring I thee wed, and with all my worldly goods I thee endow. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Are you all right, Bedivere? Yes, it's just that I always cry at weddings. For as much as Arthur and Guinevere have consented together in holy wedlock, and have witnessed the same before God in this company, I pronounce, therefore, that they be man and wife together. Amen. Go on and kiss her, you fool! Long live the king! Long live the queen! Long live the king! Long live the queen! Long live the king! Long live the queen! Hello, this is Joshua Kibbe and I play Lancelot. Stonehenge, the massive ring of boulders erected in Wiltshire, England, is thought to date from around 3000 BC, and the stones weigh up to 50 tons each. According to Geoffrey of Monmouth, the Saxons had murdered scores of British nobles at a meeting known as the Night of Long Knives. King Ambrosius wanted a memorial to those slain. Merlin suggested transporting the stones from the giant's ring in Ireland back to Britain. Ambrosius sent an army of Britons to Ireland to get the stones. Many tried and failed, and only Merlin was able to transport them to Britain, proving his magic was worth more than any brute strength. Written by Morgan Z. Soul. Produced by Lindsay Smith. Post-production by James Payton. King Arthur was Chandler Walpole. Guinevere was Cathy Vargas. And Merlin was Blair Palmer Lee. Lady Enid was played by Witty Cranfield, Lancelot was Joshua Kibbe, and Morgan Le Fay was Abigail Souter. Also featuring the voice talents of Thomas McCutcheon as Kay, David Kendall as Hector, Jackson Trent as Tristan, TJ Lloyd as Grifflet, Danny Coles as Bedivere, Charles Marchione as Balin, and Richard Matheson as Agravane. Sunny Asadi was Vivian and Keith Bress was the priest. Your narrator was Nicola Branch. In the next chapter of the immortal tales of the Table Round, it's Christmas at Camelot and amidst the merriment Merlin tells a tall tale. Monday matinee on the Mutual Audio Network always means a potpourri of entertainment, drama, comedy, action. Whew, it really stimulates the mind, don't it? 
Well, a great way to get your mind back into neutral gear is to catch Bells in the Battery on Friday Follies and Sunday Showcase. Silliness is the best cure for mental stimulation. Bells in the Battery. Always odd, always family-friendly. If only I could convince my family to listen to it. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.